0: Good morning, Five Stones. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to, good to hear the buzz of this uh, family of God here. Um, this one thing that when, when I first came to uh, Five Stones, is I found it so alive. Yeah, people were, were uh, speaking to one another, having fun, and the song service was amazing. People were really singing together. I think that's the heart of God there, you know, that, that when people come together in the name of Jesus, that's, that's the kind of vibe, that's the kind of thing that, uh, that, that I, I think Jesus would, would love to see when people are gathered together in His name, having fun together, um, th- doesn't matter what color you are, doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are, uh, how, how tiny you are <laughs> or whatever it is, it's, it's we're all together in the family of God, with one voice, glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's, that's the heart of God. Let us, let us pray as we uh, enter into a time of, uh, of, uh, of the message this morning. Father, Je- Father uh, thank you for, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because it is through him, Praise you, Jesus. It is through Him that we, we find life. That we find that we are all together. That we find that we all belong together. It is through Jesus that we we experience uh, what it what it means to be to be uh, t- to be loved, to be cared for, to to find grace, to find find hope. And all of us together, no matter where we come from, we are all united in this in this in this faith, in this beautiful beautiful embrace of yours. Through you, Jesus, we are all unified. And as we th- considered this morning's message based on Romans 14, we ask that you speak to us through this uh, through his word that, uh, that we may be encouraged, that we may be uh, that we may be instructed by you and if there's something that's, that's, that's we've, we've been working on regard- regarding what it means to, to truly truly uh, be uh, unified under, under your lordship that we would be instructed and that we would be taught by, by your spirit as we come together. So Jesus, thank you again for this morning. Thank you that we can come together and uh, we, we truly want to sit under your, your lordship and your teaching and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So today I'm going to talk about uh, Romans chapter 14 and uh, and it's all about the area of something that we we don't like to talk about, uh, which is you know church fights or <laughs> disputes. Uh, people uh, there there are those who are strong in their convictions and those who are weak in their convictions that are so called weak in their faith, and they clash. And uh, and that was what's happening in Romans chapter fourteen. Romans chapter fourteen is is is. It, it's basically an application of Romans 12, verse one and two, which is, "I beseech you, brethren, uh, by God's mercies that you you know you know the grace of God, right? By by knowing the grace of God, you know all that. You know the justification by faith. You, you know all that. That we are all unified under under Jesus. There is no Jew nor Greek." Uh, Everybody, no matter which country you come from, which race you belong to, it doesn't matter. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned, but we are all together now justified by faith. And how do you apply that, that theology or how do you apply that teaching into areas such as when things don't go right? When you feel offended, when you feel like there is, there is, uh, you know, when when a whole bunch of people come together, and they come from all different places with different traditions, different uh, ideas, different opinions, and they come together, there's bound to be clashes, right? There's bound to be things that you don't agree with. So how do you deal with those things? How do you, how do you handle all those differences? And uh, how do you handle it with Romans chapter 12, saying, you're all under grace. I beseech you, brother, brethren, that you have all come un- under this, this teaching of grace. Now, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. So, do not conform to the ways that you used to deal with uh, disagreements, with, uh, you know, like, how do you deal with disagreements before? I remember when I was a little kid, there was one, one kid came, came to me and insulted me, right? And uh, started calling me names and doing all kinds of stupid things, and uh, I was enraged, you know, I was... You know, I was... I was, I was <laughs> my top was blown. So, what what do you do? Well, at that time, I, I was one who conformed to the pattern of this world. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> I lash out like this, you know. There, there was no moves. There was just school go, going crazy like this. Yeah, and uh, and I, of course, I got that guy was better at martial arts, so <laughs> he knocked me down. And, but I was furious. I kept kept at it, right? That's, that's conforming to the pattern of this world. That's, that's how I grew up. That's how you, you naturally would, would, uh, would react when somebody disagrees with you or you know, I, many times people cut me off in traffic you know. The pattern of this world would be what? Go and, yeah, step on the gas and go after this guy right? That's, that's the way to do it in, in, in the way that we are naturally, right? We are, we just want to get our pound of flesh. It doesn't matter Doesn't matter what the other guy is saying or if he's pleading for mercy, you don't care. I <laughs> you just, you just want to pound him, right? You just want to do those kind of things. So how do you apply think, this, this thinking that now that you are saved by grace, you've been embraced by grace, you have been taught about the grace of Jesus Christ? How do you learn to live with things that, that, that would get you, you know, really get your, your blood boiling when it comes to meeting with people and especially brothers and sisters in, in, in Christ. How do, you, how do you do that? Now, take a look at this uh, slide here. <coughs> uh, yeah, this is my family. Uh, those of you who do not know me, my name is Andrew by the way. And uh, this is Andrew Chan, this is the Chan clan and this is how <coughs> it was a few couple of years maybe ago that uh, we we had our Christmas family get together. Uh, some of my family members were from, from Calgary, and uh, we all got together. We all, we all have fun and uh, and enjoy enjoy uh, our you know the uh, company of of one another and uh, have fun. We really love one another. But next picture here is. Uh, there's a dispute. <laughs> uh, this is my granddaughter, Haley, and she, she brought a dispute to the family. How? You're asking. Well, you know what she's eating there? That's a piece of fruit called the durian. Anybody here do not know what a durian is? You know, don't be shy. <laughs> okay. Durian. if you don't know what it is, it's a very strong smelling a very strong odor uh, to the fruit, very pungent uh, Some people describe it as a, as, as a fruit that has a cross between going into a barn with onions or, and garlic and, and so on That's, that's how strong the, uh, the smell is Apparently, well, actually not apparently but it's a matter of fact that that smell could linger in your house if you open up the fruit and, uh, and, uh, and and eat it right there, That smell could linger in your house especially in Canadian homes where everything is insulated man, the s- smell just stays there, right, and uh, it's so strong that uh, you know, people in my family, some do not like, <laughs> do not absolutely, do not like, absolutely hate the, the smell of it and, uh, and so as a concession, what we did was to go outside on the deck of, the, of our house and eat the, the fruit, right? And uh, we opened up the fruit. And some, man, the dispute is we do not like the, that fruit in someone in family and they would run away uh, f- as far as they can from, from the fruit. And, uh, and they do not want to be in the presence of... Uh, of Haley while she's eating that. And this is the first taste of, of Duran. She has never eaten Duran ever before and so she uh, she was like enjoying it. <laughs> she was oh, this is great stuff. Tastes like pudding, maybe, or with uh, some sweetness in it and, uh, and, and uh, I don't think she, she minded the smell at all. I mean she was having having a great time. But what do you do when there's somebody who don't 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 agree with what Haley is doing there. Somebody, you know, some, someone in our in our family does not agree with that. What do you do? Do, do, you, do you as as a uh, as the grown-up in the family? Everybody else is bigger, you know, more wise and more experienced. Uh, but Haley is the weak one, the weak little baby, right? The the tiny little baby. What do you do when there is a uh, weak little baby who's eating duran for the first time in her life, enjoying that strong odor and, and everything. What do you do? Do you just go and say, no, 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 don't eat it? Or you, you just discourage her? You, or, or do you say, I'm so disgusted with the smell of it that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to have anything to do. I'll never change your diapers ever again. You know, like, is that, is that the way to go? Of course, all of you is... I can see in your eyes, that, no, you, you, would, you would love her, you would, you would enjoy her, you would celebrate her. And that's what everybody else in the family did. Even though they don't agree with eating the fruit, or smelling the fruit, or having the fruit in their presence, they all loved her anyway. They all welcomed her, they all celebrated her. They all, they, we all in the Chan family had fun with her. Seeing her, we all laughed, you know, like, wow, she really enjoyed durian. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, how can she enjoy it? You know, she's just, she's never had, had ever tasted that, that durian ever before, and she enjoyed it. She loved it. She, she wanted, it. she even asked more, you know, more. She used the word more. She wanted more. So what does the Chan clan do? Everybody loved it. Uh, not love the fruit, but everybody loved the moment, enjoyed the moment, and uh, even though some did not agree, some did not like the fruit. This is basically what's happening in Romans chapter 14. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, Jew and Gentile getting together, but they have disagreements. Some don't like the fruit that was served during their... Getting getting together's uh, parties and whatever it is that they, they, they do together, as they eat together, some some brought food that uh, that perhaps uh, the Jewish people in in the uh, congregation do not agree with. It's like, wow, what are they eating? Pork, you know, like this this is not good. They get offended, and uh, and those who are who are uh, gentiles like they good. Get a little judgy and, and say, "Hey, well, this guy, we, we are all free in Jesus. What what is what's the meaning of this? Like uh, you are judging us for for uh, eating pork and, and stuff like this." And then the Jews also had special days like observing the Sabbath and so on and and uh, and the Gentiles, uh, who cares? <laughs> and they every day is a light. It doesn't matter which what day. It's Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Every day is the same day. And, uh, and they don't see eye to eye with things. And so, this caused all kinds of, of uh, not nice things t- uh, between the two groups that's happening in Romans chapter 14. So, with all these feelings of, you know, some of them disgusted with, with, with one another or or uh, they're feeling like they want to reject the other other party. What are they going to do? Paul writes to this situation in Romans chapter 14, and he's trying to address this whole situation, and, and he's t- saying that this is a very important issue. Why? Because the unity of the church is at stake. So as we look at uh, all this, things that are happening where everybody has their different, different opinions about food or about things that, uh, that they, they don't see eye to eye with, what do we do? So we look at Paul's desire for unity here. Let's read from Romans 15 verse 5. I know this is not Romans 14 but the thought there, the conclusion of the thought there is from Romans four, uh, 15, at verse 5, he says this, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul's desire, you he can, he can see very clearly that it is for the church to be one. It's for the church to... And then it's like that you have harmony with one another, right? Harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. And this is what's on Jesus' heart. So you read John chapter 14, it talks very clearly that, uh, about the, 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 um, the heart of Jesus. And John chapter four, uh, 17 talks about how Jesus himself is praying just before he left uh, the earth, just before he went to the cross, he's praying this high priestly prayer for all believers, even believers that are are to come. He says this, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be, get that? One. This is the heart of Jesus, right? That they may all be one, just as your Father are in me and I in you. It reflects something of, of, of the, uh, the relationship between the Father and the Son. When we are united, it reflects that we, we, we understand, that we know that we, that, that we have experienced the love of God that is in Christ Jesus and in the Father. That they may also be in us so that the world, see what the high stakes here are, that the world, may believe that you have sent when we are united and this is at the heart of Jesus when we are united, when we, when we can be, go beyond our disagreements, when we are together in Jesus Christ when we are united the world may believe that you have sent me the glory that you have given me, I have given them the glory and in, in, in Psalm chapter 8 it talks about you have made men a little lower than all the angels, but you have also given him uh, glory, uh, glory to rule over all creation, right? To rule. We were made to become people who would, who would w- become rulers, to become together as, as, as God's royal priesthood, a holy nation. And we were designed to be reflecting the praise of God uh, in the image of God. We were designed, we were made a little lower than all the angels but we were also given glory, glory to rule over all creation. So that glory now has been restored that they may be one as we are one and I in them and you in me that may may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them even as you have loved me. The glory, the glory of of the image of God in all of us as we get together we reflect back the glory that belongs to God and the world would know when we love one another that we are we will be known as his disciples so the image of God in all of us comes alive when we are all together it comes and it beautifully portrays that's why I I so love Five stones, you know. Uh, see people of different, different ages, different color, different sizes. Don't matter what we are, right? It, it's we all love one another. We all with one voice come together, and uh, that is a thing that that uh, will bring the evangelization of the whole world when we would all be able to love one another, enjoy each other, and see each other, not with our fleshly eyes, but with spiritual eyes, to see each other justified by faith. We all have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we all are made of the same thing, which is what the blood of Christ that's flowing through us. And because of that, as we see with new spiritual eyes, as we see uh, that we are not conforming any longer to the pattern of this world where, where, the, where the world sees is Israel, you know, the Jews versus the, the Arabs, or, uh, and, uh, or uh, they see it through lenses of, of, uh, of race, ethnicity, while the renewed mind do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. That is, and what is God's will? That we all see each other to transform eyes, to transform renewal of our minds, knowing that we are all justified. You are all justified. We are all justified by faith in Christ. We're not justified by, by uh, our different opinions we are justified by faith, and as a result of that, we receive each other. So, based on that, as we look at the next slide here, this is the big ask. This is the, the thing that Paul says, I know this is going to be hard for all of you because you all have different opinions. You all come together And this, I know the Roman church is a new church and it's comprised of people from the Jewish backgrounds and uh, people who are non-Jewish, the Gentiles. And it's going to be hard. And this is going to be a big ask. It's going to be tough for you because for centuries, you all have been at each other's throats. For centuries, you've been fighting. For centuries, you've seen each other as enemies. This is my big ask. How do you apply this theology or this thinking or this brand new way of thinking about each other that we all justified by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I'm going to ask you to do this. As for the one who is weak in faith, what do you do? You're welcome. You open up your arms. In spite of all your prejudice, <laughs> in spite of all the things that you've learned while you were still thinking along the pattern of this world while you're still conformed to this way of of thinking in the past. Like me, I just want to pummel you know, pummel the guy who insulted me. Alright? That was the way of the world. But now that you have been transformed, now that you've been changed, now that you know Jesus Christ, what do you do? You welcome Him but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let, the one who eats despise, uh, let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God, look at that, right? God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of an another? It is before his own master he stands to fall, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So, it is God who makes the Jew and the Gentile stand. It is God who justified them. So, who are we to say, you guys don't belong here, right? You guys are not, you don't. Who are we to say that? Who are we? God has justified both. Now, I'm going to ask you to do the difficult thing <laughs> Which is what? Welcome the one who have a different opinion than you. Open up your arms. But it has got to come through a well-thought-out theology. A well-thought-out, renewed mind thinking. You are my brother, you are my sister, we are all justified by faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we can come together. And you know what? The high stakes are, right? World mission. To rule the world, basically. And Jesus was the one who told his disciples, you are to go from where? Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth whole world. Bring the message to the whole world, but you won't be able to do it if you're always at each other's throats, <laughs> at each other's, you know, keep bugging one another about, hey, don't do this, don't do that, or whatever it is, and, and everybody gets into this big fight. And do not experience the love of Christ. We've got to see beyond our opinions and see Jesus lifted up. So today as we look at this big ask, I'm, I'm asking you five stones to consider some of, maybe, I'm sure this, this is bound to happen. We will all have different opinions. We will all have different views about different things. The big ask here is open up your arms. Welcome the one who disagrees with you. Remember, when this text was written, it was even the, the, the historical and cultural practice of the day was even filled with more tension It was a very tension-filled church. The Jews don't like them, the the Gentiles don't like, you know, they don't see eye to eye. At least we are all here, mostly, you know, mostly Canadians, yeah, we are all Canadians, right? We are under one nation. But then, even under one nation, we we know that we are all have different views depends whether you come from Ontario or or, uh, Alberta or BC, you all have different views. But you know what? We all come together according to the teaching of the New Testament. We all need to be one in Christ and to see with renewed eyes, with renewed vision, renewed thinking that we are all justified by faith. So what does that mean? That we... Don't hold convictions <laughs> about things, about you don't hold opinions. No. no. Take a look here. Having convictions is actually good spiritual worship. Say, so one person rec- rec- reckons one day more important than another in verse uh, 5 of Romans 14. Someone else regards all this as equally important. Each person must make up their own mind. See? It's okay to have good opinions. Opinions about things. Opinions about one day is more important and and you know that this is prob- probably referring to the Jewish practice of serving the Sabbath. One day is more important than the other. And someone else regards all this as equal, and you know that is the, the gentile uh, position. Well each person make up their own mind. Having convictions is okay. Make up your own mind. The one who celebrates the day so, does so in honor of the Lord. The one who eats does so in honor of the Lord. Give thanks to God. The one who does not eat abstains in honor. Give thanks and give thanks uh, to God. So it's good spiritual practice. It's good spiritual worship. Um, because whether they abstain or whether they eat or whether they do anything, they all, all of them are doing it to the Lord, right? To God. So, having convictions before God is good. It's not a bad thing at all. Don't say, okay, now because of of, uh, me welcoming another person, uh, even though they have different views, uh, does does not mean that my, my views are illegitimate. In fact, they're all legitimate, right? They're all good. Uh, it's a good spiritual act to, to keep your convictions. But do not allow those convictions to be the one that define you uh, as a person that would reject another person. In fact, the big ask is what we remember to welcome. to welcome. So, as we look into the word again, we, we, we know that we are to Stop bugging people, right? Stop bugging people about different opinions. We have, we have to let God deal uh, with the brother or sister who have a different opinion. So let's look at the next slide here. It talks about, well, judgment is actually God's job, isn't it? Right? Judge, judgment about anything is God's job. None of us live to ourselves, says uh, Romans 14. Uh, we, none of us, die to, uh, die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So, then whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. This that is why the Messiah died, came back to life, so that we might, he might be both the Lord, uh, both the uh, might be Lord, both of the dead and of the living. So we belong, every one of us, we belong to the Lord. Whether we live or die, we all belong to God. God's the one who's uh, number one. Uh, You then, why do you condemn your fellow Christian or why do you despise a fellow Christian? We must all appear before the judgment seat of God. As the Bible says, as I live, says the Lord to me, uh, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, we must give an account of ourselves to God. So here, judgment. It's always God's job. We are not to judge each other. We are not to despise an, a, a fellow Christian. In fact, we are to again. What's the big ask? It's to welcome, right? If there's any judgment that needs to be done, let God do deal with that person. You know, the, yeah, the person there doesn't like pork. I love pork. You know, I love my roast pork. I love my, uh, you know, that crispy pork skin. Oh, that's so good. And, uh, but my my fellow brother there, he doesn't enjoy pork, and you know what? I despise him. No, we shouldn't be doing that. We should be welcoming, right? We should be welcoming that brother or that sister. We should be say, okay, doesn't like that pork, maybe I won't eat pork in in front of him. (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow, here, It says, let us do our job. What is our job? Is to not put stumbling blocks right before our fellow family members. Do not then pass judgment on one another any longer. If you want to exercise your judgment, do so on this question, how to avoid placing obstacles or stumbling blocks in front of a fellow member. I know and I'm presented in Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean in itself except that some things do become unclean for the person who regards them as such. So again different opinions, right? For if your brother or sister is being harmed by what you eat, you're no longer behaving in accordance with love. Don't let food destroy someone whom, for whom the Messiah died. So what's our job when it comes to different opinions? Let God do His job of judgment, and we do what? Something that is loving. We always act in love. And how do you act in love? Don't put stumbling blocks. Don't make your brother or sister get offended. <laughs> right? It's very important for, for uh, Paul to teach this to this warring people, you know, like Jews and Gentiles, how do you, how do you, how do you keep from, you know, st- choking another person for all that, the offense that you feel about, you know, the, the stuff that they do, it just irks you, it just, just gets you, gets your skin, you know, just, it ah, just, just go so mad. Well, Don't do the thing that offends. (laughs) Don't put the thing that uh, that offends in front of that person's face, right? Don't do that. Don't be a stumbling block. Keep it away. Because what is important is not how you feel. It's about how God feels about the whole thing. And how does God feel? He wants us to be together. He wants us to be one. World mission is at stake. He wants us to to live up the heart of Jesus, which is, he prays for us to be one. And that means putting aside some of the things that we don't agree with. And welcome. And love, right? Love. Go the way of love. So don't let anything else destroy that, that unity. Because Jesus died for that person as well. Love that person. Welcome. So as we look at the next thing here, what do we do? Well, let's let's join the party, not be the party pooper, right? Let's 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 come together. And that's what I so enjoy about Five Stones is is that uh, there there is a vibe that we, when we all come together, you, we we all love to. To party together with one voice. We all come together and we sing and we celebrate Jesus. We come together and we know that we are all loved by Jesus. We are all one together in, in faith and we are all celebrating what Jesus has done. So don't let something that's good for you make other people stumble and blaspheme. God's kingdom, you see, isn't about food or drink, but about justice. In some translations, it's righteousness, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And and the word justice actually means making things right now, or righteousness. That's what righteousness is, or making things right. So, and uh, making things right, peace and joy, in the Holy Spirit. That's. I hope we don't miss the point of us all coming together. It's about that celebratory, togetherness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Making things right. Not make things wrong. Not get people all flustered about what's wrong with them, judging them. (laughs) Right? Oh, you are. You know, I don't like your long hair. You know, guys are supposed to have short hair or whatever it is. You know, different opinions. I don't like people who wear caps in church or whatever it is. Different opinions. Those Those are... Those are not essential to to the faith. those, Those are different opinions. We should be doing what? Loving, welcoming, accepting, receiving them with grace just as much as Christ has all received us and welcomed us. So anyone who serves the Messiah like this pleases God and deserves respect from other people. Who wouldn't want to join the party when, when you know, deserve respect from other people? Who wouldn't want to join a party if everybody loves one another? If everybody you know brings a welcoming a- atmosphere to church, right? And and I encourage you, five stones. If you don't if you um, don't know who your next you know the person you sit ne- next to or behind you or, or in front of you, extend a warm welcome today. You know, say, hey, my name is Joe. You know, like, just, just do something. Maybe you're, you're not comfortable doing it. Go for it. Just bring a party atmosphere. You know, join the party. Don't, don't be the party pooper and, and say, oh, yeah, I missed the point of church, actually. The church, I, I'm, I'm just making things wrong here. Make things right. You know, make things like it's within your power. It is your job to love one another. And when it comes to judgment, whose job it is? God's, right? Let God deal with everything that's wrong with this person here. Let God deal with it, yeah. So, our job is to love, join the party. So, as we look at the next slide here, we see this is a great line to remember. This is This this line was actually written back in what, 16, about 1627, Rupertus Maldinius, uh, in a tract on Christian unity, written in a very bloody time, yeah, where they were, apparently, uh, the Catholics and the Protestants were all fighting, yeah. And I mean, this this was blood being spilled, the Thirty Years' War. And he writes this and he, was desiring to see the heart of Jesus lift out. And how does he put it? In a very nice little line. He says, In essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, love, charity. Yeah? Good line. Great line to remember. When 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 you when you feel like there are things that are that are that are happening in church and you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply offended. <laughs> Think this line, you know. It's about the essentials, about the faith, justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are renewed through that thinking. And then we work it out with things. Hey, that's the essential. What's non-essential is all the other different things that uh, that don't matter, ultimately. Uh, that's not even uh, against the doctrines of, of the church. So, think about how we can grasp uh, this this teaching. Uh, in verse uh, the, verse 22 and 23, Romans 14 says, Do you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. So, y- remember, we, t- we talk about convictions. Y- y- you know, convictions are good, Good spiritual practice, you have to, it's, it's actually spiritual worship. Um, it's, it's a good thing to have, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something you are sinning, if you, are, if you go ahead and do it, for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Basically hear what the apostle Paul is saying, follow your convictions, right? Follow your convictions and follow through your convictions. It doesn't mean that your convictions are are all uh you know useless or, or your convictions are, are are uh garbage. No, I- when you welcome one another you don't let those convictions become the guiding principle. The guiding principle is faith. Faith that is not troubled by conscience. You know in your conscience when when your convictions uh, are being tested and say, hey, I feel troubled about you doing this. Uh, What does faith tell you to do? It says, don't do it. In your conscience, you say, if it feels like you're saying, don't do it. Maybe that's God telling you, don't do it. Yeah? The convictions that are there, don't do it. But the other person says, do it. <laughs> yeah. It was just totally against the convictions. You let it slide. Because, but for you, you don't do it, because if you do it, then you're not falling through your convictions. Then you are sinning, because you, you're not doing it unto the Lord. You're doing it, and then your convictions convict you, and you are led to a place where you feel guilty. That's not a good place, because why? We have been taught in Romans, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But if you feel condemned about certain things that is happening in your life, that's not a good place to be. The Word of God tells us to be free in Him, to be free in Jesus Christ. But if you feel condemned, if your conscience troubles you, you are already sinning because you are not following through your convictions. So whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Whatever you find yourself doing do it as worship, not do it as, as a rule, but do it as an offering, spiritual worship unto the Lord. But if your t- conscience troubles you, you know that you're already sinning. So if you're sinning, what do you do? You go back to Jesus, right? You are justified by faith in him. So you go back to Jesus and you say, yeah, i got to start back at square one again. <laughs> and it's okay because... God has welcomed all of us by grace. We have been embraced, empowered by grace. Let's live in that. We've got to grasp faith that way. Or else we are living a self-deceiving life, right? And we are saying, oh, that means I don't have the whole, any convictions? No. You can have convictions, and it's a good spiritual th- act to do so. So hold on to that faith in Christ and then go forward with what? Romans chapter 15 says, We the strong ones should bear with the frailty of the weak and not please ourselves. Each one should please our neighbor for his or her good to build them up. So I put the picture of Haley, my granddaughter, again eating the duran, you know. And I think as we close this, this morning, that we need to remember when it comes to church it is family, right? and as our Chan clan family did with Haley we all still love her even though some don't agree, I, I love Durant by the way, you know <laughs> I really enjoy Durant and I remember one time I went to Malaysia and, uh, and uh, my brother my, my my older brother brought brought me to an all-you-can-eat durian uh, uh, place, and uh, I had the time of my life. After eating that that all that durian, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't move. Like I was I was so stuffed with durians. Uh, I don't know how many pieces of that that fruit. It's about this size, the fruit, and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of fruit in it and. Uh, I don't know how many went through. I think we went through at least eight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and it was it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, real heavy. But it was it was a party atmosphere to you know to to chow down on that on that duran anyhow. Haley loved it. We all chowed down, we all ate the duran. It was so expensive. We had to buy the duran in Canada, I tell you. Uh, and uh we all he- celebrated, everybody had fun. The ones who did not, did not enjoy the fruit, we all teased them, and, uh, and they teased us back, and, and uh, in the end, we we're all in the same family. Yeah, and I think we all got to remember this. We're all in the same family. Jesus Christ bled and died for that family, and we must not at all disrupt that unity. We are to welcome, we have to love even those who might offend. Right? And let God deal. <laughs> Judge. Deal with them. Those who are, you pray, you pray to God. Oh yeah. Let <laughs> God deal with them. Because <laughs> I don't agree with them. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. So today as we think about this this uh, Romans chapter 14, we are to do what? Build them up. We are to welcome. So I, I just love the way that, that Paul writes uh, as he, he concludes this thought about welcoming, accepting each other, even with different opinions. He says, may the God of endurance, he knew that this was going to be a big ask, right? <laughs> the God of endurance and encouragement yeah, grant you to live in such harmony with one another in a court of Christ Jesus. that Together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore welcome, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Right? For the glory of God. So what do you do, people? Let's really welcome each other. Let's really accept each other. Let's really receive each other. Let's really do it Because when we do that, there's a humongous opportunity for world change. Our world is disrupted with all kinds of wars and violence because everybody had different opinions or different ideas about what it means to feel safe or what it means to feel secure about land, about opinions. But the church needs to lead the way as the royal priesthood of God, as a one holy nation, as a one people of God. Lead the way into world change, world transformation. We are to go to all corners of the earth, beginning at Jerusalem, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, bringing this message of unity, bringing the heart of God into all things that are, have brought disunity in our world. Let us pray. Father God, as we think through this whole Romans 14 passage, help us to really be renewed in our hearts and minds so that we will not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our hearts and minds knowing that we are justified by faith, knowing that we are all justified by faith, knowing that we are all loved by you, no matter Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter. We're all in you, Jesus. And may we find that unity and display that unity so that the world may know that you love the entire world and you want to see world change, you want to see the world transform We want to see a new creation, a new heavens, and a new earth here. And there's a possibility for that to happen when the church welcomes. And so help us to get a hold of what it means to be faithful to your word. To be able to love and accept each other and receive one another. It's such a great thing. Help us to really think through, even through our different opinions and things that bug us, things that make us don't feel that great. Help us really think through what it means to live out justification by faith. What it means to live out all of us are all safe by faith in you. And what it is the practice of it. Help us to truly not despise or judge each other. If there's any judgment, Lord, help us to know that you can do with that, not us. And help us to grasp that job of loving each other so that the world may know we are your disciples. Lead us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: A call to unity is what Paul is calling the church to. I believe that unity extends beyond the Roman church as yes, he's writing specifically to the church in Rome saying, like, Jews, Gentiles, you guys got to drop those things that pit you against each other. But come together in unity for the sake of love. Come together in unity for the sake of what God is doing, and we're going to go back to Romans 13 next week. We didn't miss it. We didn't skip it. And the core of Romans 13 really is about to love. I think the challenge for the church is how do we love each other despite the differences that we have? How do we come together because we're unified through Christ. That the core message of the church is Jesus Christ. That the core thing about the church is is Jesus. That we all are here and all the churches that exist in the city and the churches that exist in the world are all there because of the person of Jesus. And so how do we look towards Jesus First, before we look at what forms our theology, because ultimately the thing that needs to form your theology is Jesus. And so as a church, yes, it could get messy. Yes, it could be difficult. Yes, there are things that we have to wrestle through together. But as we go about those things, how do we extend first the love of Jesus Christ? How do we come to that place of Jesus is our Lord and Savior first and foremost? So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this passage and this call to unity, this call for us to not cause each other to stumble, this call for us to, to just... Pursue each other in the love of Christ. Lord, we just want to be your church. We want to exist as your church. We want to exemplify you and bring all glory to who you are. So, Lord, teach us, mold us, transform us, shape us according to your will. We love you. We give all honor to you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. We'll see you guys next week.